I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Friday. As usual, I am Tarina and my lovely co-host, Kelly, soon to be Bertrand, is on the podcast. What is up? What's up? (laughs) Happy Friday. (laughs) Yeah, right? Hopefully, if we get this out on a Friday. Just kidding. It's Friday. (laughs) (laughs) All the days are just blurring together. I've had this – I've been mixing up my days this week, and I swear to God, Wednesday was Thursday for me, and I kept saying, oh, I'll see you tomorrow. It's Friday. And everyone's like, no, no. (laughs) Today's Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, I like we had I had a couple calls scheduled and I completely mixed up Fridays and Wednesdays with three different people. I just was so off on the game of what day it is. So because we're all in the same limbo, right? Mm -hmm. We're all on it together. But uh, I want to open up with a question. Kelly, have you ever given a speech at a wedding? Uh, Actually, I have. You have. I Ooh. have. I have. Um, okay, so actually really, really funny. So my really good friend, uh, I was her maid of honor, and um, Shannon, my sister, uh, mm-hmm. ended up being uh, – she was actually a bridesmaid, and Shannon was absolutely panicking. She's like, I have no idea what to write. And, and my friend, the bride, wanted to have all of the bridal party go up and say something. She was really adamant oh. about that. And I was like, okay, no problem. So there's Is this girls. the one where you wore the green dresses? That one? No, 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 no. A this was one. a few years before, prior to that. This is a, a high school friend of mine. So she wanted everybody to go up and, and say something. I was like, okay, no problem. So there's three girls, three guys. And uh, Shannon is like freaking out. She's like, oh my God, I have no idea. what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to write. And I was struggling with mine as the maid of honor um, toast. And uh, anyways, wrote it all up. Pretty proud of it. I And then after Shannon's like, oh my God, I don't know what to write. I was like, Shannon, whatever. Just write about something that you guys love. Like you both love Christmas. You love Christmas. <laughs> Obsessed with a capital O. Why don't oh you write God. about your love of Christmas? And she's like, ah. Uh, so I wrote it out for her. On the oh day of the wedding, gosh. I had major stage fright. I go up there and I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And my dad's like, you know, a little bit of feedback, Kelly. Uh, you giggle a lot. I'm like, I was nervous, dad. Oh my God. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh my God. And I was like, I had a bunch of jokes in there and it was like crickets. I'm like, okay, you know what? Cheers to the bride and groom. <laughs> Whatever. Shannon That's goes so up. Funny. Shannon goes up and she killed it. Absolutely <laughs> killed it. And I was like, I am her script writer. I wrote that script. <laughs> She nailed it. I was like, you're welcome, Shen. You're welcome. What are those ghost writers? Is that what they're called? <laughs> I, like, the I, like, I wrote this. This is a gem. Oh, man. It was funny. It was really I funny. did not know this story, but it's so yeah. funny that like, you give speeches when you're earlier days sometimes. Yeah. And you're just, you think in your head, what the, 
what was I thinking? What was, or what well, was I doing? Oh my God. But you just like build it up in your head. And you're like, oh my God. And, and because she was, um, she was a high school friend. I've known her since I was 13. Mm-hmm. So my parents mm-hmm. were included as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this in front of my mom and my dad. Like, oh, you know, the, the whole thing of like, pretend everyone's in their underwear. Pretend you don't know anybody. I'm like, no, I can't envision right. my mom in her bra. It's weird. <laughs> like, it just, <laughs> you can't, you can't. That, so. <laughs> oh my word. I did not so know the story. That's, that's so story funny. The one and only time I was, I did a speech as a maid of honor. It was um, so funny. We see so many, but we don't really give as many as we really, not really. No. I mean, does this qualify as a speech every Friday? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Our soliloquy. (laughs) Yes. Right. It's a, it's a recorded speech. Yeah. But not in front of 150 people, a little different. No. no. How about you? Have you ever, have you ever done one? Oh my goodness, you can tell we're a little loopy, but we'll get there, guys. We promise. We promise. Um, yeah, so I've actually given two speeches as I was a maid of honor twice in my youth, oh. I would say. Yeah. So nice. the first one was a friend of mine. Um, and at the time I wasn't really like the best speech writer. It was odd because I was pretty comfortable giving speeches and speaking in front of my class. And mm-hmm. from there I would just kind of wing it, but I'd have a bit of a template in my head. But I was pretty funny, I would say, and people would generally want to hear what I had to say because I would kind of link it to something funny. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know why I just didn't take that with me when I wrote the speech for my friend. So what happened is the week prior, my dad was asked to give a speech, and bear with me, this is a bit weird, but at my stepmom's sister's wedding, her second wedding. Okay. So we were, I guess there was only 50 of us. It was very intimate uh they like between the couple they had five kids and three of them I knew since they were born so that's mm-hmm. so he kind of went on this my dad is a very good speech writer start with that he basically took a journey through time so in the 70s you were born in the 80s you had the hair in the 90s you did this right which was fine and it totally worked for this crowd and with her and the way my dad delivers a speech he delivered it based on how he would do that so I kind of did that for my friend <laughs> and it was, it was fine. It just wasn't me. So when I delivered it, I kind of delivered it reading the speech. And the oh. only laugh that I got was uh, I said, oh, you guys fell in love too. And then I Googled the most romantic cheesy song, which turned out to be Kiss from a Rose by Seal. That is and a so- cheesy love song. Yeah, so then I said that, and then the DJ played it in the background as he caught the cue, and that was kind of really the only funny part. But it oh. didn't really like it never applied to the couple at all. Like they didn't they didn't have oh. that song or anything. So that was kind of my realization that okay, I could write something better. Yeah. <laughs> so my yeah. especially since you hear me on the podcast weekly, and Kelly, you know me, is I'm a little bit more edgier and sarcastic, especially when I deliver. Yeah a speech <laughs> right well, it's so it's so funny too because you're like because even when I was doing my speech I was like oh my god is this like I'm tapping the mic is this thing on can like anyone hear me right now <laughs> like I'm right, just getting like blank stares I'm like I am better than a group I am I'm a funny person right like here's six people at a table I will have them all laughing in hysterics like so right. it, it's a bit odd to be put in front of 150 and write thank you for coming no. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> but my second one, I'm pretty proud of. As uh, so my best friend Ashley, she got married, and with her, I had been part of her journey with her relationship with her now husband from the start to now, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew them. I knew her pretty well, and I knew him because I knew him from coming into the picture, right? Right. 
I decided that I would give a tiny little heartfelt speech, um, and it was super perfect for her. She is a very hard worker. She had a lot of really good qualities that people enjoyed, <laughs> so I talked about that, which oddly enough, I was nervous when I was saying that speech because I hadn't rehearsed it. I wrote it quickly, and I knew it was about maybe eight sentences, and then I went into my second half of the speech, which I knew from top to bottom because, oh, it was a wrap, and it was... <laughs> Uh, and it was pretty good. I I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I still get talked to about it today. <laughs> people awesome. still that's bring awesome. it up. Yeah, it's that's been so a while, like a few years, and people are like, "Do you remember?" I'm like, "Oh, I remember oh, it. I remember. <laughs> I remember because I remember yeah. you came into the office and you're like, "Dude, I absolutely just lit this place on fire." Oh and yes, I I, I told the the uh, best man who I knew as well. Mm-hmm. I said, "Hey." Normally, as a planner, I say get the best man to go last because oftentimes he's a little bit funnier than the maid of honor. That's just the pattern we've seen. It's not always true. That's just usually how it is. <laughs> it's usually because you're a little drunker. <laughs> yeah, or they can razz on the guy a bit more, I find, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's mm-hmm. a little more socially accepted. But I told yeah. him, I'm like, you really need to go before me because I'm going to destroy you. And he <laughs> said, he said, are you? I will gladly let you go. And even his speech was, it was nice, but it was not. It wasn't yours. Was. <laughs> no. <laughs> So I did it to Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang, which I can't play on the podcast for rights reasons, and we don't have money to pay them. However, when I, when I did it, people flipped. Like, they lost their mind. That's <laughs> awesome. There was so much, like, whistling and yelling and laughter and roaring through this barn. Uh, and so um, funny. Yeah, and I think my piece that I was proud of is that I was able to storytell within the rap because I knew them so well. So I really tried to bring in some elements of their personal relationship. And I put a lot of Eric Church references because we, all three of us together, have gone to many uh, concerts of him Mm -hmm. and we really love him. And uh, the husband now, he's like a huge, huge fan of him. So Uh, I can, I'll rap. So I looked on my computer and I found my original rap. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let me, I'm not going to rap the whole thing. However, I do have the video, so we'll try to get it up on our website if I can. It's got to be on my computer somewhere because I've I remember it. I remember you showed me the video because I was like, damn, girl, that's amazing. It was, it was right. <laughs> so and it's good. all about the swagger and attitude. Now that I have a bit more attitude in my age, I probably would have uh, leaned into it a bit more. Uh-huh. But <laughs> it's so funny. So I'm going to wrap it. I haven't done it in a while. Okay. I should be able to. I will just get whatever. We're here for your entertainment, right? Okay, drum roll. Okay. Have you ever got a call from your best friend and you can hear that it's real good? I met this guy. She says to me, he's Mr. Misunderstood. He has tattoos, veins in his arms, hunts bears, moose, and buck. Did I forget to mention he drives a Ford? It's a really, really, really big truck. It's awesome. I have more of that. That's good. (laughs) Yay! Legit, though. Real. That that was real. She called me. I didn't even know she was with him. And I was like, well, do you like him? She's like, he's a really, really big truck. I'm like, okay. Like, okay. step two. <laughs> but how is he as a person? <laughs> no, no. He, he was like a per. He is a perfect match to her. But that was one of the, the big lines. I got a big roar about that. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> but I'll, we'll try to find the video. We'll post it up. And if you guys... If you guys flutter Instagram with or are inbox with more rap, then sure, I'll rap some more. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to have this as a bit of a poll. How many people want to hear Tarina say the rest of this? 
yes, speech because yeah. I 100% yeah. think you should. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe second part, take, second part. Take notes, people. Take notes. <laughs> yeah, that's what people want to hear. <laughs> All right, guys. If you guys haven't figured it out yet, we are doing the Planner's Perspective segment. And this is when we take one topic or element of your wedding day and we discuss and debate both sides of the coin. In this case, speeches. Think of us like your coffee filter. Everyone is giving you confusing information and opinions, and we take it and filter it into smooth and sensible advice. So our topic today is speech etiquette and what to think about when you're writing it and how you're going to deliver it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's paint a picture. You've been asked by the couple to give a speech at their wedding. You have been given the honor to speak on their behalf. You are given free range to say anything you want. And you are saying meaningful words to family and friends at a wedding that could last a lifetime, but you could also bomb and be talked about for years to come and how terrible the speech was. (laughs) Yikes! I witnessed those speeches. (laughs) We've seen them. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Don't worry, guys. We got you. We want you to listen to us and give you advice because we have seen the best speeches you could possibly have seen, and we have seen the worst speeches. We're going to give you our real behind-the-scenes advice and some stories of, of shit we've seen. Let me, let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. So for us, we often like to suggest that there are five main speakers at the wedding. This doesn't mean you have to follow the formula. This is just has worked for us over many, many weddings and over the years. And if, you, if it changes a bit, that's fine. So we often say parents of the bride, parents of the groom. Or, you know, or groom, groom, bride, bride. Yep. Someone speaks on behalf of the bride, often a maid of honor. Someone speaks on behalf of the groom, often the best man. And then we suggest that the couple provides a thank you speech at the end. Yes. So that is usually the working formula. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't. Absolutely doesn't. And I think we'll probably talk about this a little bit later on in the podcast. But when you, you know, when you talk about on behalf of the couple or like on behalf of one side versus the other, you're right. It usually is the maid of honor or the best man, but sometimes it's like a sibling or an a, an uncle or a cousin or it can it can really be anyone. So, but I think this is a good safe amount of people to have up there speaking because depending on your demographic, um, you're gonna lose people <laughs> real fast. Well, yes, yeah, five is is it? It's pretty much the magic number, right? Six, yeah. pushing it. Seven, okay, it's over. Yeah, for sure. So we're assuming at this point, you have been asked to give a speech. You are one of these five people or or whoever. This is, we are giving you advice to how you're going to prepare for your speaking moment at the wedding. (laughs) Exactly. All right, guys, let's dive in. So first step is to start writing. Let's get it (laughs) down. Take the time just to think about it. Don't pull it out of your butt. Just, you know, <laughs> like start writing notes down. Have you guys ever been, does anybody remember grade nine writing class where you're like, it's the the never ending, like the, the, just the constant journaling. Like you're just writing, just put shit down on a piece of paper and just, you know, think, think of things that remind you of that person. What did you like? What don't you like? What drives you crazy about them? Is it your little sister write something super funny about when they were little and they did something dumb? Think of all those fun little things that just are going to remind you of who they are and why you love them and why you're there to talk. Yeah, it doesn't need to be in particular order. Just write it down. Just get it on paper. Put it in notes in your phone or put it somewhere you can find it, an email, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Pen, paper, old-fashioned way, write it on your phone, whatever you want. Now, having said that, the inside jokes, (laughs) you kind of want to leave those just between you two because nobody is going to get it because nobody – 
nobody, nobody understands. That's when you yeah. get the crickets. And that was my mistake because I made a comment with my friend and I was like, eh, and she was like, ha that's really funny. And everyone else was like, crickets. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody um, knows. You can explain the inside joke. It's not, yeah. you had to be there. You don't need to experience that in the time you have up on the mic. Yeah, so yeah, just exactly. leave it alone. <laughs> exactly. Another mm-hmm. thing to think about too is having a bit of a flow to the speech. Like you want to have mm-hmm. a bit of, <laughs> we were joking. We we're like, think of it like an essay. It's, it intro, makes sense. Yeah. Have the intro, have a middle and a climax and then the end, yes, <laughs> you know, exactly. um, yeah. but you want to be able to kind of bring people on a bit of a coherent journey mm-hmm. <laughs> in your, in your speech and coherent is coherent. really, really important. <laughs> yeah. You want to have it feel like you're telling a bit of a story and there is a start, a middle and an end, mm-hmm. you know, it works for grade nine. It works for grade four. It's going to work right. now. Exactly. Just stick with what works because then guests will kind of figure out, okay, like we're learning about this person. Oh, mm. that's funny. And heartfelt, and then the end, right? So stick to a flow. Exactly. Another point to remember when you're writing is do not forget about the other half of the couple. No kidding. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you can can boast your friend. Let's say say we're speaking of the bride. So say, Kelly, if I was saying something at your wedding and I would say, la, 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 all about you. (laughs) And then there's poor Riel just sitting beside you being like, hey. What's up? I'm here. (laughs) So make sure to mention them. Yes. Through and a little bit later, we'll have some pointers of how to bring them into your speech mm-hmm. in a classy yeah. and elegant way. Okay. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. This, this next one really leads to our next one. Yeah. This next one's pretty funny and it's a little bit like the inside joke thing, but mm-hmm. don't talk about exes or that one time in Miami because <laughs> no one cares when you were a whore in your 20s. Nobody gives a shit if you were whoring yourself out in Miami before you met your so and so person. Like, Lucy. nobody hear that. No. Oh my God. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like oh, that is that's the reason that's, the sentence exists. It does not belong at your wedding. No, no. kidding. And then at the, and then at the same time, you like remember that time. No, no, no. no. Nobody. You can remember know. that time in private together, yeah. not in front yeah. of your family and friends at your wedding. No, exactly. no, <laughs> no. That's my toddler's new favorite word. No. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, kind of, I touched on it earlier, but mm-hmm. we suggest to include a mix of heartfelt and funny, but keep it to your own personality. If you're yeah. naturally a speaker and you speak more on an emotional side, then go that route. If you're a funny, then go that route. You don't need to be the best at what you have, what you're saying. You just have to be mm-hmm. the best version of yourself. For so sure. say the speech like you would talk. <laughs> Make yeah. sure it matches to who you are. Uh, when we were talking to Aaron Fraser, yeah. uh, the MC that we knew, because he's hilarious, he wrote his entire speech on a pizza box and read it from the pizza box. And that was memorable and funny. But it was That's hilarious. But that works for him. It might not necessarily work for others. So you just kind well, of think about it. You know, It's true. Well, even when I think about, you know, when we're when we create our, our sort of our little scripts that we're going to be saying uh, whenever we're doing our podcast for all of our episodes, you know, we'll each focus on a topic for the, you know, and then we might write some words and thoughts and ideas. But we'll always be like, say it in your own words, because you, it doesn't make sense if I write something for you, Tarina, and you're like, I don't talk like this. Like, this isn't, this isn't natural for me. And you're kind of fumble around the words a little bit. So you really want to be, um, definitely be practicing, but you want to make sure that the words are genuine to who you are as a, as a person, mm-hmm. your personality. So yeah. Right. Absolutely. You don't want to stumble on your own, your own topic, mm-hmm. <laughs> your, own, your own speech. Like just write, write as you would say it. Exactly. I agree. Exactly. Now, this is kind of a funny one, and I know all of you listeners have been to a wedding and have heard this, but do not talk about yourself. 
<laughs> it's not your. Dad. I know. <laughs> I know. It's hard to not talk about yourself, that- but for the wedding, <laughs> do not. Right. Oh man, the day isn't about you. You know, it just it's yeah. not. <laughs> yes. Well, oh man, how many? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I have a great example. Is that I was working at a wedding. Story about this, don't you? I do, and uh, against my advice, there was not the maid of honor speaking, but she wanted another bridesmaid to go up. This bridesmaid was very much, I need to speak at your wedding, and and it happens, and it says, okay, if you want this person to speak, that's you know now seven, six people speaking, not five. So mm-hmm. already we've lost a little interest. So I said, okay, get her to go first because the maid of honor will end it, right? And she goes up, and she talks about herself for about four minutes, and then she mentioned her dead dog twice. What? So. Yeah, I you know I don't actually fully remember the speech. I just remember thinking of this is very awkward. <laughs> so how do you turn down the amp? Like just lower it. Yeah, it just it's, you you were waiting for an ending, a natural ending, because sometimes I have done it before where I just kind of start clapping loudly and then the crowd catches on and then they clap them <laughs> off. Yeah, or a slow count. Yeah, exactly, oh and it God. worked. But there was no natural ending. It's like let's. Let's get this on a move on. Let's oh, go. That's hilarious. That's like when the, the award ceremony where they just start to play the music in the background. They're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for coming on stage. You take your exactly. award and go away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like there's the music it, and the hook is coming. So just end that. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, another piece is try to spice it up. So and as I was taking my story in the original speech that I had, I was speaking mm. on a different template. I was kind of trying to follow this formula and it really didn't translate the best in my opinion it was fine but it just wasn't something that was good in my the way I felt about it mm-hmm. but then the second one when I really threw in the rap and threw in more elements that were about them that's when it was you know really fun yeah of course okay so here are some ideas that we kind of came up with when it comes to preparing the information talk about when you met the other half and your first thoughts versus your now thoughts in the sense like, so my friends, all of my friends have gotten married now. <laughs> but when, <laughs> you know, when I first, you know, when you first met them, actually, I always tell the story of my friend when I first met her beyond her husband now. And he was, we were at a party and he was sitting all by himself. And she was just like, oh my gosh, you guys, we should invite him over. And I was like, I don't know. He looks kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> so she walked over. She knew him. She walked over and she's like, hey, come join us. We're like, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. And then of course now I'm like, I know him so well. He's such an absolute sweetheart. I'm like, it was so funny because when I first met you, I thought you were a little odd. And now I'm like, oh, I know why you're odd because you're just really quiet and nervous and, and a little bit shy because apparently, because we were like the big sisters which we're Mm -hmm. not really like whatever we're equals, but we were apparently like the big sisters and he was really nervous about meeting us. I was like, that is very cute. Adorable. That is adorable. 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 Yeah. A respectful. Thank you, young man. Um, But, but we, but we, it was so cute because we talked about that a little bit at their wedding. It was like, you know, when I met you, when I first met you versus now that I know you, I just, I love you even more for my person. Like you're perfect, you know? So think of it a little bit in terms of like when you first met them versus how long, like all the shit you've done, like, Maybe you guys mm-hmm. went traveling together. Maybe you guys went, you know, on a vacation or, you know, you built a house together. I don't know. Like things, all that fun stuff. So. Yeah. People like to hear those stories. They like to hear mm-hmm. the history of your first mm-hmm. initial impression because it's kind of odd, but uh, your friends and your peers are really the first people that really meet your partner. They, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily your parents because that's a, that's a next step, right? It's not a yeah. casual in the bar. Hey, how are you? Kind of thing. It's a, you're coming to meet my parents at home. Okay. This is a serious relationship, right? So it's normally the people closest to you that meet your partner. 
Yeah. Um, that's not always your family. So yeah, we like those stories. Um, talk about childhood stories. So we know a lot of people that have known the person getting married for a very, very long time. I think my favorite, favorite story is um, two, two guys. They, the best man went up and he basically told the story of how he was, they were playing hockey together and mm-hmm. what the groom kept beating him in hockey. He was in the, and then the, the uh, made or the best man was getting pretty annoyed. So mm-hmm. he went inside his house uh, and basically faked to tell the groom like, Hey, your mom told you to go home. <laughs> he, he went home. Yeah, he went home and uh, and he was and then he discovered that his mom didn't call him to go home. He just wanted him to leave because he kept beating him in hockey. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's funny, right? And so you still kind of remember it, and it's kind of just delightful child innocence that you're just like, get oh out of God. here. That is so funny. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Yeah. Um, sometimes you meet your people at work, like Kelly and I met at work, right? Yeah, so they're always at work. Right? <laughs> so we have some super funny stories from working from our business, but also from when we worked in catering. We have many stories that we could easily tell our family and friends. So people like to hear those those stories. <laughs> they, they do. I mean, and you have to explain it so that it's a very open story. None of those mm-hmm. the whole inside joke thing. So try and avoid those as much as you can. But if you yeah. can really kind of paint the scene and paint that moment that is open for everyone, then people usually respond to it really, really well. It could be a funny thing, but it could also be something really proud. Like I remember yeah. you did this um, like Honda dinner. So I would, that was a pretty big undertaking. Yes, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything on this podcast now, but I do know how much effort and time it took for you to pull that off. So oh, yeah. Something like I was super proud of you that you did that and, oh. and it was stressful, but damn, it turned out good. <laughs> right? Yay. That's right. I remember you at the end, you're like, they better owe me a f- car for this <laughs> Well, it's funny because I have a, we we call ourselves yeah. a Honda family. Like, yeah. my, we're very loyal, brand loyal, and so my dad got a, a Honda forever ago, and then he's just always had Hondas. We was Accord, Civics, and then Shan and I, we both got our cars. We're all Honda, we're, so we're all Hondas. And then I find out my uncle in Toronto has a Honda as well. So I'm like, okay, so we are. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I always tell people when they go to my parents' house, I'm like, look for look for the Honda parking lot in the driveway. Honda Nation, Honda Nation, Honda Nation, all the time. Honda Nation, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Um, another one that I think is actually really, really cute is when you notice the behavior of your person when it changes after they're in love. And we have the in perfect, love, like the perfect because you kind of know when you're like, oh, you know, girl, yeah. you're Twitter painted, aren't you? Like, what is yes, up? Yes. So, yeah. have, or texts aren't being returned as fast, or uh-huh. you do want to go to the bar. No, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. all of a sudden you're like, is your hair a little extra curlier today? You're like, maybe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. We have the funniest story, actually, from a wedding that we did, actually, a year and a half ago. I love and, this story. I uh, love this story. This couple was – they're the coolest couple. So much fun. And um, so grounded down to earth. But she was – her background was in music was, like, house, techno, EDM, house, rap, like, all the really, like, her yeah. stuff. And her mm-hmm. husband loved – Oh, wait. There's pieces. So she moved to Kelowna. For school, and then well, she, she met yeah, her now that's husband. How she, that's how she met. So she's a city girl, city mouse, mm-hmm. and he was. He lived in Kelowna, and he was obsessed with country music. He loved country music, and her family's like, "What? What? <laughs> this is the exact opposite of what we listen to." And 
her cousin was one of the one of the five and so he did a speech and he had video of her he caught her dancing doing like a line dance kick and dancing yeah. i think it was i can't remember what it was it was a country song and he's like oh it my was god. a country song it yeah. was a country song but she was dancing to country and he's like oh my god this is how i knew she was absolutely oh head over heels in love with you because she went from the super like edm rap whatever like crazy music to country yeah. But she was dancing in the Snapchat video, like Mm -hmm. almost kind of like Stevie Nicks would dance in a music video, right? That's kind of the movement that she had in her body. And then the Snapchat caption is like, WTF is going on. (laughs) She was just dancing so freely, but it was just so natural for her. So you could just see, oh my God, absolutely. The crowds were roaring laughing. It was so funny. But anything like that where you can capture the whole like, ooh, yeah, you're done. Yeah, or you could have a story of like, oh, I remember the time when you showed up late at brunch or something and you were just all blissful. It's like on rosy cheek. Like the people like to hear those stories. Like we know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> and then one of my absolute favorite, and this is just a personal story. Well, it's a story that I heard on a wedding is so the bride was very obsessed and a big fan of the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings series. So the MC who was an actual comedian because the groom was an actual comedian and his groomsmen were real comedians. So there was some real humor in this, in this wedding, which was great. So he, the, the MC, he wrote a letter mm-hmm. in the voice of Bilbo Baggins. He told the crowd, like I wrote to Bilbo Baggins and he was very mad that you took his uh, future wife away. <laughs> And so he was speaking to the groom on behalf of Bilbo. And I, the last line was like, and if I knew I could keep her, I would have just given her the damn ring. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty oh funny. God. Yeah, like I'll, it was, it, it, it got a big laugh. But oh. it was personal because it, she loved Lord of the Rings. She had some Lord of the Rings quotes on her shoes. There was wow. a ring involved that just kind of all came together like a beautiful it was a, That was yeah. well thought for sure. It was, Absolutely. yeah. It was thought out. Exactly. That's so awesome. Okay. So mm-hmm. first step is the prep. Second step is the timing. And I swear to God, this is so important. <laughs> so important. This is so important because, huh, okay. So the first thing to think about, keep your, your speech, whatever you're going to say, Three to five minutes, max. Max. Absolute max. And we always tell people, honestly, aim for two because you'll ramble for five because you get Mm -hmm. nervous up there. And and it's like when you're leaving a voicemail and you're like, okay, meow, meow. And you're still talking. You're like, oh, my God, get me off this this phone. Like, I can't get away. I can't, like, hang up. There's just no – you know what I mean? Like, you're stuck. Same with when you're out. When you're up When you're on stage and everyone's staring at you and you're like, oh, my God, how do I get down? (laughs) So three to five minutes, max. That's the, the, the just like the sweet window because then that way it's long enough to give you at least a couple stories, share your love, share your peace, but then you're also but then you still have people's attention. That's a huge thing because we're millennials. Nobody gives a shit after thirty seconds. No, no. <laughs> oh, uh, what's that? Doug, like a- Doug from Up. Uh, oh, squirrel. That's oh, how we squirrel. are. <laughs> that's so true. Keep it short. Three to five. That's yeah. that's plenty. Plenty. No kidding. No kidding. Which leads to our next point. You may have a lot to say, but so do the other speakers. <laughs> you, you talking longer than that a lot of time is stealing time away from not only speakers, but other pieces of the wedding. We as planners see the whole picture, right? It's your time to speak and you have this much time. Obviously, Kelly and I know that speeches don't go three to five minutes. Sometimes they go 10. I've seen one go for 40 one time, right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. You just have to kind of let them know like you have this amount of time. But there are other things at play. For yes. example, 
I had an ice cream bar that was being set up post speeches, but because the speeches were going on longer, the ice cream started to melt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what am I to do? Tell the dad to stop talking? I don't think so. Yeah. So now it's going to be a slushy bar. I don't know. Like yeah. figure it out, right? Yes. Or another yeah. really big thing too is your vendors. Like if your photographer is only there for a certain period of time, you've only mm-hmm. booked them for like eight hours or six hours and you're, you're going to be doing like your cake cutting and your dancing, your first dance after your speeches. And you're waiting for some dude to like literally shut his face because he's going on and on and on about some random story and he's breaking all the rules that we just told you not to do. <laughs> all <laughs> of them. about that time in Miami with an inside joke and you're like, bro, just shush. And you're like, we went through this. And the photographer is like, I can stay, but it's going to cost you another $250 for another hour Mm -hmm. so that we can capture all this stuff. So sometimes the reason why we're, we can be a little bit like picky about the timing is because sometimes it could cost you money, which Mm -hmm. is like, as soon as you say that people are like, nope, nope, off, get off, (laughs) flash the lights, throw a flashlight in someone's face, hit the lights, house lights up and down, get the off there. (laughs) So true. Like, let's go. Yes. Tell me your heartfelt shit later. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And I then know. another piece that is kind of an afterthought, but it is something to think about is some of our speakers like to bring in props or uh, pictures, maybe a PowerPoint, music, something to enhance the speech that they're giving, which we love. We love them when props are brought in. The problem is sometimes it steals time away from your speaking time, right? So for example, a PowerPoint to go onto a projector, I don't, I do not know why this is a problem on every event we've ever done. It never is like instant, never, never, never. Oh, it's too light in here or the power cord's too far or the, the, the cord doesn't, isn't compatible with the computer. You would think that someone would solve this problem, but it is still an issue. Right? Oh man, yes, yes. So, so we suggest like find us or find someone from the venue early on in the day or even the day before and say, mm-hmm. I have these elements that I need to sort out. So because yeah. there's nothing more awkward <laughs> than going up to say your speech and bringing your computer with you and you want us to plug it in and silence is on the room oh, watching us plug in this computer. Or the reverse too, because this actually happened to me once one of the first weddings I did. It was a last minute, like, oh my God, so-and-so is bringing in a, uh, a PowerPoint. I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, so so the way this venue is built is that the screen was directly behind the couple, the head table. And if anybody knows anything about projector screens, like in a classroom, it's not like a gentle, it's like this giant, like, as you're coming down, like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. And then I'm little, so I'm trying to like jump up and capture the stupid little hook thingy. <laughs> I'm like, this is ridiculous. Don't forget, I'm behind the head table the whole time I'm doing this. And then and then I'm like, okay, so I'm preparing. I walk behind them. I pull it down. I'm like, oh, really quickly. Okay, it's there. It's there. It's there. And all of a sudden, she leans back and looks at me. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Okay. Okay. So now I'm like, I'm thinking, Christ almighty. Now I have to very subtly and quietly lift this thing up again. But if anybody remembers anything about high school, the thing never, like, you have to pull it, like, a little jerk, and it goes up to the, no, no, no. If you don't pull it right, it just gets longer and longer and longer. Yes. Or if it's longer. metal, then it smacks against the metal. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so finally, I was like, screw this, flick of the wrist, whoosh, right up to the top, and I'm like, I'm out, see you later. Yeah, yeah you're like, oh not only God. did I just uh, jump like a frog back here for you. Holy crap. <laughs> But again, how long did that take me? That was 10 minutes. 10 mm-hmm. minutes. 
like what so a waste fun. of time what, what a waste, a waste of time, time. Yeah, ah! people, so, just not come to your wedding to watch kelly jump up and down <laughs> you don't want to see me do aerobics it's silly so silly <laughs> oh my god oh my gracious so, so yeah if you have stuff like that like let us know so we can prepare for it we can test yes. it there are times there usually is little lulls in the wedding day wedding day seems busy but there are tiny little lulls that have the opportunity to be like okay this is the time to figure this out come on over here you're gonna lose maybe 10 minutes of cocktail hour but i promise you it'll be much worse if we lose 10 minutes of speeches exactly Mm. so now our third step is to practice 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 Sit there in the back, look at yourself in the mirror, me, 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 like, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) you can even cheers yourself, bring a glass of wine into the bathroom and cheers yourself in the mirror, okay? Method Mm. acting, I swear, it helps. But there is is such a huge difference between feeling comfortable and reading the paper and it's like in front of your face. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) yep. It's freaking awkward. You can see it. And, you know, and when you're really speaking to a paper, you are speaking down and yes. your voice is hitting the paper. Oh, so mm-hmm. softly. Yes. I would like to thank everybody for coming. No, speak up. Yes. <laughs> you know what's on that paper. It should be a guideline. You're not reading off of it, right? Right. You wanna, exactly. It's been rehearsed. We have seen the difference between a someone reading it and someone who has rehearsed and spoken their mm-hmm. words. Even if you're mm-hmm. not a great speaker – the matter if you practice your speech you will notice a massive difference when you are speaking to a crowd because you've now had it memorized you're more focusing on standing up straight speaking uh loudly maybe uh uh not as fast like that's my problem right instead of trying to read the words that you wrote a week ago and you can't remember anything exactly yes or even practicing in front of in front of someone so you so okay so we're all super notorious for literally writing out our speeches the night before you're like I don't know what to say (laughs) you know read it in front of somebody else and get their get their perspective was that funny was that okay did that make sense because even when you write something out and then you say it it's different and, and vice versa, because you can always tell when you're, sometimes I'll read a document and be like, oh yeah, no, somebody, this is, they're writing how they speak versus writing something in like proper sentences. And likewise, yes. when you write out a proper sentence, but then you try to articulate that, it just mm. does not translate at all. So, so sometimes, true. Yeah. Oh, that sounds weird. Yes. There's some words that people don't say that out loud. Don't read that word. <laughs> I don't say placate out loud. I just read the word placate. You know, like there's just some things you don't say. So <laughs> You know, so, so again, just, just pra- practicing because the more you practice, the more, like you said, the more comfortable you're going to feel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And keep your speech with you and read it in between your daily life. So I kept my wrap in my truck. And so the wedding was in Abbotsford and I worked in Vancouver and I had to go out there quite a few times um, for rehearsal. So I had lots of hours on Highway 1 driving between. <laughs> so I would just wrap it. I'm already singing in my car. I might as well sing something I wrote. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And I got pretty, cool. I memorized it. Like it was, it, yeah. it's locked in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So there, you know, there are items to consider obviously for the wedding day itself. And it's funny because we have been approached by a lot of the speakers and MCs as well to help uh, for help with, uh, you know, adjusting their speech or just making sure it sounds right or all that sort on, of stuff. So I mean. On the totally, wedding day. On yes. the day. And on that's the fine. day itself. <laughs> Yeah, like that's pretty normal. I mean, it happens a lot. Well, and like I, because like I said before, 
99% of the people are doing this literally the night before. They're freaking out. They're like, holy shit. I have no idea what I'm saying. I, I've been struggling. I've got major writer's block. I just, I don't know. Right from the heart. What does that even mean? I'm having an existential crisis right now. So they'll do it like the morning of. And you always know because it's always written on like the memo pad from the hotel that they're staying at too. <laughs> so um, so yes. they need a little bit of guidance and that's okay. Yeah. So, so let's start with where are you giving the speech? And are you giving it at the podium? Are you standing at your table with a microphone talking to folks? Are you, how are you addressing the couple? Because we've seen some weird venues where the speaker is, his back is to the wall or sometimes his back or her back is to the couple. Yes. And it's awkward because you can't, maybe you wrote the speech where you're speaking to them or showing them something, but the room has limitations that won't give you that opportunity. So you want to know where you're giving the speech. And the best way to do yeah. it is find one of us or the venue and be like, where am I talking? <laughs> because yeah. that is a very normal question because you don't want to discover it when you're talking to people right there. <laughs> yes. No, for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And I think another one too is when are you doing your speech? So are you doing it like, is it a plate of dinner where you're, you're layering it in between the, the courses? Are you doing it before the, the dinner starts? Are you doing it after the, you know, the dessert's been served? Like, you know, what time are you doing that? Because sometimes people have like major, major anxiety when it comes to this. And we've seen this time and time again, where I, you know, we had a wedding actually last year where the groom came up to me. So I was working with the bride. We had the timeline and it was going to be, um, the best man was going to go first, then it was going to be the bride, then their parents, and then it was the couple. And the groom came up to me and was like, no, no, he can't, he can't go first. He cannot go first. So I was like, okay, then we'll just flip it. And he was yeah. like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, it's easy. Like, just let us know. But those mm -hmm. are easy things that we can fix. And at mm -hmm. the end of the day, it was more like, I just don't want to go first because I'm really nervous. That's okay. Or um, or they uh, want to go first to get it out of the way, right? They, they, wanna, they, they want to just want and get mm -hmm. it done. Or sometimes they're super drunk and we need to sober them up before they can get on the mic. That's also happened to us <laughs> yep. one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> like you need coffee and a nap. Can you Ooh. be ready in 10 minutes? Yeah. Yes. yeah, for sure. Yes. Just have an open conversation with your, with whoever is running your day. So then that way that, you know, if those things, if those changes have to happen, it's all good. Like mm -hmm. we're human. It's okay. If we have to, and cause sometimes like we always say with our timeline, it is a flow. So sometimes in that moment, we're like, okay, guys, we actually need to change this because things are a little bit delayed or somebody's stuck somewhere or we have to kind of change this around a little bit. And so, you know, we always like to give the person speaking like a 10 minute heads up just so that mm -hmm, they yeah. kind of mentally and emotionally prepare themselves. Yes. Yeah. Get um, your speech. Is it printed, right? Yes, you know, is it absolutely. near you? <laughs> potty break if you need, put on your mm -hmm. lipstick if you need, you know, whatever you need to do to make yourself, you know, game ready. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but just, but just have that conversation with us. Cause we can, we can definitely help you figure that out. So. Yeah. Or let us know ahead of time, right? We can, you can say like, I want to get it over with. Okay. That's fine. We can certainly do that. Or like I did with mine, I said, I'm going to be funnier than the best man. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> and so we switched us and and that was a good thing. He thanked me. He thanked me after. Hashtag swagger. <laughs> yeah. uh, now another one is have it printed on paper. Do not walk up there with your freaking phone. Oh no. Like no, nothing like no devices whatsoever. Have it mm -hmm. written down. Because you might still be tweaking it a little bit. I've seen people, yes. I've seen, I've seen speeches where people have added things in because they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Or they've tweaked a few things or they've crossed stuff out because they're like, you know what? No, I don't want to say that. So mm -hmm. print it out because it's something tangible that you can bring up and yeah. you can read yeah. it properly. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like we've seen iPads, um, but sometimes they're not charged or sometimes you can't type it properly or it's not turning on like a oh. pen and paper or printed from a computer is reliable. reliable. <laughs> 
I know it's old fashioned, but it's reliable. <laughs> yeah, it's reliable. Uh, and sometimes if you can't get it printed, send it to us ahead of time because we always have to print materials. So send it to your planner, send it to the venue and just say, hey, like, I kind of need this printed. Can you help me out? <laughs> Nine times out of 10, people will say yes, yes because they're already doing it anyway, right? They have to exactly. print out, you know, BEOs for the catering. They have to print out signage. Mm. It's not a hard task. It's not, to print it's out not, a, huge, pages. It's not a huge job. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. This next one is it's so important. Um, is there a microphone available or are you speaking from the belly? Now, um, yeah. when I get really, as I've mentioned before, uh, when I get really nervous, I, really, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, where did my voice go? I am like, I am fierce. I am, but except when I get really nervous, like the first time I met Riel's mom, I was like, Riel's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't even know. I got really so when I'm up there speaking, I'm like, ah, like you just, you're, you get, you get, you nerves happen. It's okay. And so all of a sudden your voice just becomes so tiny, so, so tiny. So sometimes, sometimes you need a microphone to be able to, to speak, to be able to, to, uh, to say what you need to say. Right. So now there are some places if you're maybe at a backyard wedding and they don't have power, mm-hmm. which means you don't have a microphone, which means you need to sit there and yell at people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're yelling, it loses your, your speech also kind of gets lost a little bit. Cause you're like, this is supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Or guess hard of hearing or reacting. You're just like, did you hear me? Did you hear oh, me? <laughs> man, right? Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So you just, or even if it's a cordless mic or mm-hmm. a mic that's corded, like go check it out and see what you are using to make your voice louder. If, yeah. if it's a tone that you have to speak out of, just right. whatever that may look like. And, yeah. and it's uh, something that the venue and or your planners can answer and find the answers for you for that so that yeah. you know, okay, I'm going to grab the mic from the podium or it's attached to the podium or I'm going to stand over here. You're going to bring me the microphone. In COVID, we have to bring the mics to the people at their tables because they're not allowed to move. Right. Make sure that doesn't happen by just having a quick conversation with us. Exactly, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. you can also be relying on your on your DJ as well. I mean, that's probably yes, why the is, you know whoever your AV person is, um, mm-hmm. is ask them and just be like, I want to make sure the microphone works. I mean, we have our um, our officiants during ceremonies all the time. They're like, I have a microphone, right? Right? Or the, the couple, mm-hmm. they're gonna have a microphone because guaranteed, she's, she's gonna be emotional. He'll be emotional. Mm-hmm. There, it'll be incoherent words. We need a microphone. So that's true. Very, very true. Very for sure. So. Yeah. So have a con- like conversation with the DJ. They're usually friendly and they should be able to give you the answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, this is one I've seen so many times and I don't know why I don't catch it before. But if you have an ending line in your speech saying, let's toast the couple, you better make sure you have a drink with you because oh my God. choosing the air with your hand shaped in a half C it's ridiculous. Oh my god! Okay, rookie mistake. So I kind of started, and then I, was, I walked up to the podium, and I was like, "Oh no, wait, wait!" And I had to go back to back to the like the podium was right beside the head table. So, um, anyways, I went and grabbed my thing, and then so I walk up to the podium, and the podium is on a slant. Oh so yes, there's yes. nowhere for me to put the cup, and I was like, "What do I do now?" I think that's what totally set me off the whole thing not really I think the speech was just shit but the podium I was like what do I do with my thing I'm like holding it I'm like oh my god I've got I've got a few pages because I wrote it big I wrote it out in like printed it in big so I could like read it um and then so I'm sitting I'm being right beside one of the grooms and I was like excuse me I'm just gonna put my cup here how awkward is that yeah Yeah. the podium physical podium was right beside the head head table well what if Mm -hmm. the podium is like floating onto an island of itself and you're like there's Mm -hmm. nowhere for me to put my cup you know, so yeah, are you putting um, it on the ground or you yeah. can maybe you can get someone, one of your friends to be like, hand me a cup. Like I have handed people cups of 
liquid yeah. in the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just right. to feel that cheers. That, let's cheers the couple. Let's toast the couple with yes. air. Yes. No. But you know what? I, I actually, so, so having said all this, I think it's important to have that ending of like, let's toast the couple or let's toast to the bride or toast mm-hmm. to the groom or something like an ending of sorts because you're, kinda, you're, you're raising your glass to everyone. Thank you for coming or something like that. Cause it also lets people know, okay, the speech is over. This, you this know, is the ending. This is the, the ending, ending is nigh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. or end with a big joke or end mm-hmm. with like a let's applaud mm-hmm. the couple or let's have them kiss whatever but if you're having a prop that's gonna end your speech have the prop available exactly <laughs> and then the last one uh is everybody are you yeah. nervous as shit because <laughs> that's okay yeah <laughs> is the paper shaking as you walk up there that's okay <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. oh my god oh my god gone- I'm so nervous yeah has your brain gone totally white and you're like I don't even know what my name is right now <laughs> that's okay yes, yeah I need to pee I'm sweating I'm cold I'm hot okay that's very normal it's okay <laughs> so that's all good we yeah. always suggest come find us or come find whoever's running the day right because we can take you in a quiet space in the back maybe you need to have a smoke maybe you need a shot that's a, we'll get that for you. No problem. Bar is closed. Oh, don't worry. The bar is never closed for the wedding planner. No. I'll get you something. Yeah. <laughs> We're like the concierge of the night, okay? What do you need? We'll hook you up with almost yeah. everything except um, uh, bad things. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest shit we're going to get you is booze. Okay, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Do you, you need, need like a, a calm space? Do you need a hand to the shoulder? Do you need a friend to come help you? Do you want to practice in front of us? Right. Do you, you know? need a hug? Anything like that. You yeah. let us know. We'll, we'll help you with it for sure. Mm-hmm. Or do you need five minutes? Okay, that's fine. Like, just let us know. We can we can make it work for you. But don't exactly. go up there freaking out. Just exactly. talk to somebody and, yes. you know, and, and we will kind of help you. We'll help you get there, right? The thing to remember is that you have been asked to go up and speak on behalf of your friend who's getting married. And that is such an honor. And I know you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Now I have to say something in front of people like, oh my God, all of a sudden your anxiety bubbles up. But at the end of the day, it just remember, like speak to your friend. If you're so scared and you go up there and you're like, I am literally about to <laughs> like I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> just don't, just don't even look at anybody else and just literally look at your friends and be like, I'm speaking directly to you because this is what the speech is for. It's just for you guys. And maybe that will be the thing that kind of helps you because, you know, we didn't really talk, well, I realized we didn't really touch on this, but open mic like is such <laughs> we never ever 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 let people do open mic because never, for never, many never, reasons never. one of it is because you know that they're going to go up and say something completely stupid they haven't well, they haven't gone it. they haven't the thought, they haven't right. gone through the steps they haven't thought about it they haven't vetted it with other people they're usually drunk when they go up to and it becomes like remember that time blah 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 you're like oh my god like it's the people that you have rec- asked to go up have been given the time and the respect of, can you please say something? They've cultivated and created a beautiful speech for you as a couple and it's meaningful and it's funny and it's lovely and it's all these really great things. And so when you have somebody that's just like off the cuff being like, oh yeah, does anybody else want to come up? I literally spent a month and a half trying to put this thing together and I just dropped a litter of kitties walking up there to say this for you. And you asked some rando at table 11 to be like, hey bro, you want to come up and talk about that time? We got totally lit on some back alley. Like, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> no, we don't because they didn't go through the steps and they're just no. speaking from, they're pulling it out of their ass. Like we do right. not want those speeches. No, no, <laughs> nobody wants those. Exactly. <laughs> say it to each other, you know, on the outside lounge, um, you know, at 10 o'clock, say, say your thoughts there away from grandma and yeah. parents. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why and that's why we kind of talked a little bit about at the very beginning about like the the safe like five people to have mm-hmm. you know for your speak, speaking. And we say five is cuz it's it's like a, a good amount of people, but mm-hmm. having your parents speak or now it can get a little tricky because if you mm-hmm. have a blended family and you have both parents, both sides would like to say something, you have to allow them to say something, allow yes. them the opportunity. Yeah. Or maybe, you, you know, you have your maid of honor, your best man, but you're like, I actually, because you have such a small bridal party, but you're like, I really want to have my cousin speak, but she's not in the bridal party. That's okay. You could always have somebody else. You could always have someone else speak for you instead. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, there's, there's kind of ways you can get around it a little bit, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a it's, loose it's, formula. It, it yeah. you know, it, these are the people in your life that have the, that want to speak on your behalf. It, mm-hmm. it, it might be four sets of parents. It might be a maid of honor. I saw one where it was a godfather that spoke on behalf of the, right. the bride and it was really lovely. I was kind of thought in the moment, I thought, ah, but then when I saw it, I go, oh, it was just so beautiful. Right. It's, so it's, it's, yeah, it's lovely. It's emotional. It's, it's great. Right. So, or, yeah. you know, sometimes that person just doesn't want to speak and that's okay. You can have three speeches. Just, you have to make sure that the person wants to speak. You have to ask them and then give them the advice that we just gave you today and mm. make them their speeches even better and wow you and be confident in the choice of the speaker you chose. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Awesome. So guys, you've uh, just um, succeeded in listening to us talk yet again on another topic. <laughs> I hope this, Honestly, we hope this brought a little bit of clarity because speeches is one of those things where people are like, I have no idea. And you always end up Googling like these templates and these formulas online. You're like, oh my gosh, this just isn't me. So honestly, speak from the heart. Speak, you know, have something somewhat formulated and put together, you know, even a loose speech, whether it's just maybe like trigger words that you can kind of like just touch on, you can do something really high level like that. You can literally write out word for word what you want to do. But you know, at the end of the day, you've been selected to speak on your friend's behalf. And that's such an awesome thing to have and to be part of. And my sister, when she was a maid of honor for a really good friend, she hand wrote out her speech and she gave it to them. And so they actually, they I think they framed it because it was actually a really awesome speech. It's a nice keepsake, right? So yeah. It's true. Actually, yeah, if you print it and give it to them, they do like that. We say even to put the printed version into their card box because they'll find it later. Yeah. It's exactly. usually the easiest way to get it to them without, you know, oh, I left it in my purse, left it on the chair. I don't know where it is in the hotel room. It's with all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, fancy, fancy. <laughs> well, I'll end the podcast with a few more lines from the rap. And then um, yeah. if, we, if we do speak about speeches again, which of course we will because there are so many other layers to speeches. Oh. Um, we can maybe bring this back into play. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, send us off, girl. Okay. So I questioned my friend, thinking, who is this man? And so let's get down to biz. That's great and all, but Ashley, does he even know who Jack Daniels is? A couple years later, I was watching Darth Vader when I saw my cell phone ring. He popped the question to be his wife, and then I saw that bling. I don't mean to brag. I don't mean to boast, but I'm like hot butter on breakfast toast. Every Superman has his crypt tonight. Jack Daniel's going to kick our ass tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> There's more to it, but you'll have to wait till the next podcast, right? Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> awesome, guys. Right, until next time, guys. Take care. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. 
Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.